This is Lead and Believe. I believe, Benny. Now, can you help me lead? Oh, boy, Brad. Here we go again. Yeah, these conversations will help you build a world-class culture. Nice. I'm Brad Gustafson. And I'm Ben Gilpin. Let's do this, Benny. Reunited and it feels so good. (laughs) Benny, it's great to be back with you, my friend. What is new other than my singing? Oh, man, I love it. I love (laughs) the singing. You could sing all day long. You know, it makes me think of karaoke. I try not to do karaoke. Basically, I get booed off the stage if I try that. But uh, I I love me a piano bar. But that's a whole different set of conversation right there. That is a little (laughs) bit different angle than I thought we were going. (laughs) But in all seriousness here, Ben, I'm excited to talk leadership. We have an incredible guest. Why don't you introduce her? And then I'm like chomping at the bit with with hopefully the first question, if you let me go first. I absolutely do. So we have with us Sierra Unger. And Sierra is, uh, she's a Midwest girl, but uh, she is actually a leader located in New York. And a um, couple things, she's an author. She consults with different companies across the nation. And she really is a change agent for leadership. And we are thrilled to have her on because she's going to have a lot of just dimes to drop with uh, so many people and help them in their leadership journey. So without further ado, welcome Sierra. Yay. Thank you guys so much. I love the energy you bring to the show every time uh, without fail. And so good to see you guys again and hear your voices. I'm really excited to kick off 2023 with such a, a strong duo here. Yes. So Sierra, question for you. Are there cadences of goal setting or, you know, resolutions or one words, whatever you want to call them, smart goals, quarterly goals? How does it work with the leaders that you get to work with? How do they recalibrate? Oh, good question. Well, you know, to clarify, I work with uh, founders, I work with business leaders. So each of those kind of have their own journey. If you're in kind of this established corporate environment, you tend to have those quarterly reviews, annual reviews at pretty established times throughout the year. If you are on the founder side of things at a startup, you're kind of flying by the seat of your pants and living day to day without a set schedule. And working with me in those environments is a lot of trying to actually establish that cadence. So I absolutely recognize that depending on the environment you're coming from, the cadence is going to be a different, uh, especially as you're working toward different goals, you're answering the different folks. So when I'm working with leaders, I really try to take that into consideration, you know, what it is their environment is up against and what they have to answer for. But I think a lot of times when we're thinking about, you know, resolutions, smart goals, whatever you want to call them, we're really talking about starting fresh. We're talking about taking a step back, evaluating where we've been and thinking about where we want to go and how to do that. And of course, beginning of the year is a time where the momentum is there. We've been able to look back on the year and think about the year ahead. So it's kind of naturally what society has created an opportunity for us to do, but it doesn't have to be just once a year. When I work with founders, honestly, it's for me, it's all the time. So you really should be at at a cadence level evaluating yourself quite often as the founder yourself, you know, at least once a month, taking a step back and assessing. But honestly, I, I recommend daily reflection if possible, just to keep yourself on track. So of course you're going to have... Okay, this is intriguing. This (laughs) is sounding to me like where the rubber meets the road and more doable or sustainable than revisiting goals once a year. So what would that look like, sound like, and feel like if you're a founder or principal or or any leader 
and you were checking in with yourself or your team or your results daily. Can you just walk us through that? Like Ben and I are maybe masters at what doesn't work or at least, well, (laughs) never mind. I'm going down the wrong turn. What does work? What, what should we be doing? (laughs) That was horrible. No, (laughs) but that's the right question. Um, I think if we just throw spaghetti on the wall and hope it sticks, it usually doesn't stick. Right. So the same applies here with regards to our goals and how we're really approaching them. And it all comes down to intentionality. So having that framework on a daily basis or whatever that cadence ends up being for you is important. So that's really what you're asking. So, you know, to make the most of that reflection time um, before we get into what you actually do in those moments, setting yourself up for success is just as important as actually being in those moments and reflecting. So a couple of things that I would recommend for leaders to do is when you're, before you start having those check-ins, really establish a strong foundation. First thing I would say is to really take a step back and and go through this reflection moment. Really take notice of your mindset and how you talk to yourself and think about yourself. Reflect on your abs. And uh, we've had a couple of conversations, so that's going to sound familiar. Um, Folks who have read my book would, would find this familiar. But I refer to abs as sort of that core of who you are. And uh, for me, that's your attributes, your behaviors, and your skills. And so really taking a step back and reflecting on that and how you see the world. And generally, you know, when we're talking about routines and habits, people tend to focus on changing behavior, of course, which is, I would say, sort of this side effect instead of really dealing with causes behind it or kind of that underlying foundation. So if you don't do that, then changes that we try to make end up not lasting. So really taking that reflection moment, evaluating your abs, and taking control of your belief system has to be that first step to really build a foundation of success. How do you do that with intention? Oof. Well, I would say you have to be open. So if you're looking just to tell yourself kudos, that reflection moment is going to be a miss. Absolutely. Creating positive thoughts around yourself is important, positive affirmation, but we have to be real with ourselves. So, you know, one of the talks that I give is around assessing that abs framework or that abs of yourself with a framework of there's different assessments you can take, there's different questions you can ask, but a lot of that reflection has to come from engaging with other people too, not just thinking about your own thoughts and what you think, but understanding how other people are experiencing you. Do you have biases that are at play that you don't even realize, which can absolutely creep into our ability to meet goals? So it's a talk with yourself just as much as it's a talk with other people using different assessment tools, asking questions and sitting in the quiet and uh, really reflecting. Sierra, as as you have those conversations and as you Mm -hmm. have those reflection moments, you've done a bit of a reboot, you're headed in the right direction. But then those conversations tell you that maybe you need to shift again. Mm -hmm. But I also know from a leadership standpoint, if you're constantly shifting and moving, that's going to be very difficult for people to follow. So how, where's the fine line? Because what's going to happen through listening is that you're going to need to make some adjustments. Absolutely. So I would say there's kind of a three-part plan here if we're really looking at the whole picture. So it starts with kind of this mindfulness moment of thinking, asking questions. But then that second step 
is really about building that plan for your development. So outlining those goals based on what we're hearing and and where we feel we want to go. What are those goals and milestones that we want to hit? And like I said, that's, you know, when we're thinking about how to achieve those, making sure that that's built into our existing routines, studies show it's harder to add to and, and much easier to, I'm sorry, easier to add to and harder to kind of start from new. So build that plan out. What do those success measurements look look like? And then from there, as you're having those conversations, you can always take that feedback, look at the goals and assess whether that aligns. You know, the feedback can still be valuable, but maybe it's not valuable to those specific goals. And if it is, evaluation periods are really good to set with intentionality. So when you establish that plan, how often are you going to check in with other people? Obviously, we do it with data analytics, right? You don't want to check in too much because you're going to end up pivoting or panic or freak out. (laughs) So establish what that cadence is for you, that pivot or persevere moment. Are there general guidelines, Sierra? Like how much is too much? How much is not enough? Yeah. I mean, if we're thinking about the habit curve, just as a very practical example, it can take anywhere upwards of 60 to 90 days to build a habit. So if you're assessing it too soon, you haven't even given yourself a chance to really lean into this new routine or this new way of leading or whatever that goal is. So I think checking in every six months is probably... I'm sure everyone has a different thought on this, but I think checking in every six months would be a good cadence for that in terms of having conversations externally. Quarterly is probably a little too soon just in terms of gaining momentum with your habits. So six months, I feel like, would be a good cadence for external conversations. And so then maybe a daily check-in with yourself might be helpful because you could reflect on how am I acting on the feedback and other evidence and data that I have? Because if you're not doing anything different Mm -hmm. from a belief and mindset standpoint or from a behavior standpoint, what's the point in asking for feedback again? Exactly. And Ben, I I think you had a question too. (laughs) Well, you know, what I was really going to say to Brad is that um, if you're going to get on the mic and sing every day, you should be getting feedback regularly because I would imagine that you wouldn't be singing on a regular basis. Oh, I get feedback, Benny. I've been been accused (laughs) of being tone deaf and I don't disagree. (laughs) However, I do enjoy singing. I have a question that's kind of the opposite of what Ben asked a little bit ago. When you talked about Sierra uh, beliefs and bias, How can we make sure that our radar is being tuned correctly? Like what if the feedback we always get feels the same or it's kind of a general affirmation? Like how can we actually get to real feedback that is honest and actionable? Does that make sense? A hundred percent. So I think actually I can answer both of your thoughts there uh, with, with just one response. Ben, checking in every day with yourself, yes. Checking in with your team, maybe every six months with those real conversations, yes. However, making sure that our radar is tuned correctly and we're working toward that consistently, not just every six months, you know, not just incorporating feedback every six months. I find that the accountability partner that you've established or that core circle around you should be way more frequent than that. So that then kind of answers the idea of we don't get on the mic without tuning correctly every single time. Having coaches, having a mentor that you're speaking to weekly or a couple of times per month absolutely needs to be part of that routine. They will keep you in check. They will have those conversations with you. If something is feeling off, then absolutely proactively engage in external conversations. But you know, having that mentor or that coach as a more consistent voice externally will really help keep you on track toward that. 
Okay, so Sierra, my question would be, from a leadership standpoint, I have I have a vision, and I believe I, I have like some first steps and how I want to really implement this. And I'm getting feedback, I'm reflecting, but it's not it's not completely matching up with my team. Mm-hmm. Where do I find that balance to keep that vision as the leader, but also make sure I'm a good listener and I'm and I'm in touch with the team. Okay. So this is loaded. (laughs) There's a lot of layers at play in any given moment. We have the team that we're trying to satisfy. We have the business that we're trying to satisfy. Maybe we have even more senior executives, co-founders, you know, other teams that we're answering to for sure. I would say that mission alignment really is at the core of everything. If my goals are not aligning to the goals of my team, there might be a mission misalignment there. If my goals are not aligning to the goals of the company, mission alignment. And so when I'm, if the feedback is inconsistent from the team with what I think, maybe there's a mission alignment issue. Maybe they have a different expectation of me and I have a different expectation of me and we're just not on the same page. And maybe that comes down to the mission of the company, which influences who you hire. It influences the tone and the expectation that's being set. So I would first ask kind of, they have one opinion, I have another opinion or feedback. Do both of those align to the mission that we're both working toward? And if not, then maybe start assessing that. But even so, I think having that mentor or a coach can really help you unpack that. And more often than not, I find that it's either a mission issue, a mission alignment issue, or maybe it is more within this abs framework where we don't realize what biases we might have, or we may not see these things about ourselves. So that's a whole conversation to unpack with a coach and a mentor who can help you break through that. Yep. And I, and I so like want to expand on that a little bit, you know, whether it's from a business sense, you know, uh, some people it's a, the highest belief is customer service. Others, it's all about the bottom line. You know, in an educational realm, it's all about students. Mm-hmm. And then other people might say, no, it's all about the test scores. And so you can see where sometimes there's so many different things that have value that people put their priorities in. And that's where that aligning vision that you were just talking about is so critical. Yep, absolutely. Anchors you. Otherwise, you might get feedback. Yeah, you might be getting feedback that's not even aligned to your why and core purpose. It might be someone else's if it, there's not, you know, if there's a misalignment. Yeah, absolutely. The more of these conversations I have, this uh, unpolished kind of thought, Sierra, you made me think of, it almost feels like more often than I'm doing right now, presently, I should be kind of starting conversations or at least having some type of connection to our why the mm-hmm. co-created vision and commitments we've made, like why we show up each day, that the agreed upon mission and commitments that we have as a, a preface or a stake in the ground. I, I just yeah. um, am constantly telling myself, I got to do that more because I think it matters. And you know, Brad, I 100% agree with that. And um, just thinking back to something that you guys had mentioned earlier in our pre-chat, you know, the why has to matter when we're thinking about the goals that we're looking to achieve um, or resolutions or whatever that looks like for us. Because you guys have heard me say, there's a big difference between inspiration and motivation. And when we're thinking about the sustainability of goals, 
motivation is going to come and go when things get hard, but that inspiration is what stays constant. And so you have to, that why has to be very in sync with that, with what inspires you. If you do want to stay on track toward your goals, it's also, you know, when we're thinking about how we can achieve our goals, we have to attach the goal or that end game or whatever it is we're trying to get to based on pleasure, based on that inspiration. Tony Robbins talks about this, so many studies around it. But for us to meet our goals, we have to view it as something that we're gaining more than something that we're losing. So if we have to give up time, if we have to schedule a couple of extra meetings, that maybe we lose time, whatever that internal conversation looks like for you, we have to align that to our inspiration to maintain the motivation throughout the year as it's going to ebb and flow. And that has to align to your why. All right. Is it possible to give us an example of what that sounds like? I want to make, because it's, I just want it to be sticky. It sounds really cool, but I got to make sure I understand it. Sierra, what he's really saying is he doesn't know how to do it. So help him out. (laughs) (laughs) Gotcha. Um, So I would say, you know, a lot of times leaders in a business, we are familiar with a mission statement. That mission statement, we go through brand exercises to figure out. And depending on your discipline, you have different ways of arriving at that. We have, as leaders, we have a mission statement as well. And we can take a very similar approach. When we're talking about the why and developing that why, it really is about what gets you out of bed in the morning. So from a business standpoint, you know, we wouldn't say that our why is sales or delivering the best automation. We would say that we are here to allow people, just if we're a finance group of sorts, we're here to give people more access to financial freedom. That could be an example of a why. As an individual, then we can take that same approach as a leader. We're not here to lead a team. We're not here to make the business money, right? Those are the hows. Those are the whats. Our why is that we want to make a difference. We want people to reach their potential. So that might be an example of forming your why. And the process of developing that I find is not done in a bubble. So you can go with a personal brand strategist. Uh, I do that all the time with founders, but really working with a coach and a mentor can really help you define what it is that gets you out of bed in the morning uh, and just put it to paper. So there, it doesn't have to be anything fancy, but yeah, that's, I would say, treat it a lot like a mission statement and that can really help you define uh, what your why is. That was helpful. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> Ah, Brad Gustafson. Uh, let's see. You want to lead or believe, my friend? Uh, I'm going to go lead. I'm a little bit speechless here, which doesn't happen super often. Ben, first, I want to well thank done, you Sierra. for your the <laughs> angle on this, Ben. Like, I feel like you've brought new depth with, with Sierra's leadership and insight here just to the conversation about goals, recalibrating, resolutions, uh, one word. Like, it's just a whole... Um, I feel like I'm going to have to put this on an annual <laughs> repeat here. As far as a way to lead differently, I'm going to just synthesize one thing Sierra said to something I also know I want to keep doing doing better at. I do want to check my beliefs and bias radar really often so I'm not just, um, what's it called? Self, what's the word? We're uh, self-confirmation or confirmation bias just because I are projecting, you know, I, I want to, I want to serve, I want to serve well, and that has to be outside my own experience. And then, uh, I want to pair that with the the personal connection I made in my leadership because we went our team has got done a lot of work around why this year but yet it still is I do bring it up more than I did last year but I still feel like we have an opportunity to to 
talk about it more and to celebrate it, like like all these things to have it be even more alive and well. So those are my kind of two leadership things. And this was a nice shot in the arm for me. So thank you to, to both of you. Benny, I guess that means you're going to go with a belief or a, a mindset type thing for us. Am I right? Well, first first off, Brad, that was extremely concise. So thank you for oh that. <laughs> Um, Okay, so believe everybody, this is going to be something more on the mindset piece, uh, something that you can't necessarily see. Lead as you, you can see it. Believe is going to be more uh, that internal piece. Sierra mentioned three things. And I would say some people might simply say, I knew that, but I feel like we have to continuously say them to ourselves. Reflection, open-minded, and real with yourself. Now, to me, when I'm when I'm focusing on that believe piece, it has to begin with those three pieces. Reflective every single day, open-minded, new ideas, new voices, that I don't have all the answers, and that real with myself, I have to be able, and, and I think you just said it best, Brad, but I really think that real with yourself is such a critical piece. Checking your ego at the door and being open is, is such a critical piece in the believe aspect. And with that being said, Sierra, for the reputation of the show, give us your last words. <laughs> yeah. Take it away, please. Help us out here, Sierra. <laughs> uh, well, both of those were excellent uh, takeaways. And I would say that the only other element here is just to make sure you plan for your success. If we don't intentionally sit down and, and plan that roadmap toward uh, those goals, then the time is going to get away from us in the day. We're not going to show up for ourselves. So the key to success here is really establishing that plan for yourself through your accountability partners. What do those goals look like? Who, what that cadence is and um, really stick to it. Mm. Well done. Well said. Sierra, thank you for that. I think I saw you glance at your watch while Ben was talking, and I, I'm sure we both noticed his answer. His answer was actually a couple seconds longer than mine. So thank you for noticing that as well, Sierra. Oh, ridiculous. <laughs> ben, okay, take us home, so, buddy. Take us home. Okay, so first off, people, as you listen to this, you can find Sierra at sierraunger.com. SierraUnger.com. Uh, it's got a wealth of opportunities and, and great information on that website. The other piece of uh, that I would push everyone towards is her book, Leadership Lessons from a Team Captain. Great read, quick read, and it's going to be tangible and you're going to get takeaways immediately. So check out the website, get the book in your hands and uh, connect with Sierra. She's just fantastic. There's so much positive emotion around her. Thank you again, Sierra. Thank you for having me. This was awesome. Creating a world-class culture takes intention and optimism. And oftentimes, it's the small steps a leader takes that matter most. Thanks for listening, everyone. 